This episode of Story Comic Presents is sponsored by JanusPointPress.com. Watch out for wormholes. Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 317. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com. And we're excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed and talented comic creator of O Kingdom Come, Deji Ajayi. Nailed it. D? Yes, sir. How's it going? Pretty good. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Been excited to sit down and talk to you about Oak Kingdom Come. This is a story that doesn't really take place. It's kind of like a on a on a a world adjacent to ours, or is this something that actually is specifically in our world here? Yeah, uh, it's 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 tip. It's a historical fiction, so okay. um, it would take place along the kingdoms of the Nile. So before pharaohs, um. I was really, really uh, intrigued with that time period before the pharaohs is more about the old kingdom. Uh, mm. And this were the uh, the tribes that were not really heard about along the Nile, uh, further down the Nile, because when you hear about the Nile, you think Egypt. But the Nile runs through Uganda, the Nile runs through Tanzania, the Nile runs through the Democratic of Congo. So these are all these kingdoms that had access to this to the Nile, and they weren't uh, really mentioned among uh the other ones that is commonly associated with that with that time period. What about that storyline? What about that geographic area that kind of made you create this story? That's a good question. I loved the uh, it, it was like a melting pot of cultures, mm. uh, especially for that time period. And and being from Nigeria, that's like the melting pot of cultures um, <laughs> of the continent. So I really, I was already writing like an African uh, ancient kingdom uh, political um, story. And in my research, I stumbled upon the Nubians. And I was like, oh, wow, this, if there was anything that fits, it's, it's definitely this. So uh, I did some research, uh, reached out to a lot of researchers, Renaka Rashidi. Um, and I read up on a lot of Ben Henry Clark. And I found a beautiful story that, that fit within the kingdom and the infighting that eventually led to its demise. And so, cause it says book one, so there is going to be other stories on this and how did you kind of split this up into having, how did you decide how book one ends as compared to going on to a second book? Oh, awesome. Thank you. I um, had actually written very George Lucas, very George, George okay. Lucas. Like I have actually written four, five, six uh, in like, I originally was gonna start with a four, five, six. So when I decided to pursue a graphic novel approach, I was like, you know what? I need a more intimate story um, before this big odyssey. Um, and I wanted to focus on this kingdom, the Zari kingdom, uh, attempting to lay siege on Nubia in this case. Okay. So that intimate story was is more of the books that lead up to four, five, and six. You mentioned it's historical fiction. So is it? Uh, historical we know as as location but is is also historical and actual the names that are you using of figures or all the or are the or the the characters in here uh complete or fictionalized good question so the characters were a mix so um a big thing that happens in uh 
and I feel that a lot of people don't know about outside. You you probably know more than most, but like names get reused a lot out of a parent like wanting their child to reach this level of acclaim. So they'll name their child like, you know, Barney Smith. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll rename <laughs> knowing a Barney, they'll rename Barney. So I wanted to play with that idea that um, these aren't the 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 person you might know this person to be may not be the original version of this character when the, when the parent when they were given this name. Um, so there is a mix of names you've heard of, and there's a mix a mix of some names that you haven't heard of. Um, okay. Like people say, like Cleopatra the Seventh. I'm like, there's there's seven. They're like, oh, Cleopatra wasn't this. I'm like, there's like there's seven of them. Which which one which one wasn't this that you're <laughs> that you're so sure of? So. Um, and that's just in recorded history. There's seven, so right. um, th- that that concept of uh, the name that's definitely that person. Uh, that's definitely King Pa. That's uh, just likely not true, just given how far ago it happened. Um, right. So it was that that kind of fiction. So it's a mixture of characters that you've definitely heard the name in history, and some of them that you haven't. What made you decide to make this a historical fiction as compared to making it something that might feel a bit more cinematic in a sense mm. or I liked um when I was writing it it was gonna be more um I, I like how the history grounds it. So I really wanted the idea of this kingdom that everybody wants um without having to go into description of why everybody wants it. everybody wants Nubia. They still want it now. <laughs> they wanted it then. Um, it was right. the first monarchy on when I um, when I did my research. I'm like first monarchy in history, and no one knows about that. So the, everybody wants Nubia, and it, it explains itself. So I really wanted to. After I found that out, I was like, okay, so I can build around that because um, everybody already will have an inkling of understanding why there's this desire for this location for the for for uh, the history attached to it. Um, so I, I, that's why I went with more of a historical fiction. And I loved Last Kingdom, um, which was another retelling of uh, how England was formed. Um, yeah. I loved Last Kingdom. Uh, so that was another thing. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, this could have just been another random tribes of England. But with the formation of the formation of England, it grounded it so everybody knows why they want this so bad. Do, as you're doing your research and kind of creating the story arc... Yeah. What are some of the surprises that you learned about history? Oh man, uh, a lot, a lot about the Sudan, um, the Nuba people, uh, the the linguistically, mm-hmm. a lot of the words that are being used that were used along then are still being used in a lot of different tribes. Um, that's probably the thing I was most impressed with was like the Mande people. They have a creation myth about uh, about I think a, a god that. Um, I, forgot, I don't know how to say it in a nice way, but his, he put basically put his semen into the water to form life. Uh, yeah. And the god's name is Pharaoh. And I'm like, wait Pharaoh? a minute. Pharaoh? It's F-A-R-O. It's literally <laughs> Pharaoh. <laughs> the god's name is Pharaoh. I'm like, okay. So did people just, you know, and just how language over time becomes language and becomes a title. You know, could there have been a people that worshipped a god, Pharaoh, and then it became a title that someone claimed for themselves? Absolutely. Right. It happens in tribes all the time. So um, that was surprising linguistically um, and just uh, seeing how something could have started off small and became like a religion. Uh, it's 
I fell in love with history writing this book. I, I didn't even, I wasn't really a big history buff, but I was like, wow, this is really incredible um, how things change, especially when enough time is given, thousands of years and years, um, how something can change and become like law, um, just just with persistence. So how do you change when it comes to that? How do you decide what's going to be historical and what's going to be fiction as you're putting these stories together? Good. Very good question. Um, I think that uh, being around um, the people, checking with the experts, of course, but uh, more importantly, being around the people um, and the tribes, you get in a sense of what won't offend. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to play in the box of what won't won't offend. What can I play with that won't offend? One big thing I did was a lot of the tribes, um, especially if they're being portrayed in somewhat bad light, um, I made some fictional tribes, um, but uh, you'll probably spot some that have similar uh, customs to other tribes. And um, because like a tribe is uh, often like um, the Igbo people are often, often uh, assigned to being um, tight fisted with money. Right. So like so that I'm not going to make a tribe about the Evos <laughs> about, you know, in my story about them. I'll, I'll, I have a fictional tribe that has that kind of a custom, but there's a reason for it too. So um, that was something I really wanted to explore without offending. One big thing that happened while I was writing this was the woman King and they made all of the Oyo empire like evil. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? It's literally the biggest city on the continent. You can't just make people. You just can't make them evil. That's not. There, there's got to be some nuance. They're, they were just evil. Like, oh, we're gonna kill and sell everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, they made them evil. <laughs> so that's something I wanted to make sure that didn't happen. Um, writing it, be a little more cautious of stuff like that. Did you find it easier or 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 harder to create? the backgrounds of the cultures or the history of the cultures, because it's not like it's all fictional. You're actually using actual places. So like you mentioned from the sensitivity piece, how yeah. were you able to, to draft that? Um, I, I, I think it was pretty easy. I mean, it, it, we're, I'm not introducing anything that isn't well known. So like, if I say that to an evil person about being tight fisted, they won't be offended. Um, They'll, they'll understand where it's coming from, but you have to be nuanced about it. So why? So like I have the, the Zari people um, and they're known for being greedy, um, but they're, they're known for being greedy because they've lost everything. So this, it's a kingdom that had a lot and now they're, they've lost everything. So it's about introducing the balance of this cardinal sin, but why is it that, that way? Um, I think when you give the balance and let's, okay, you kind of understand every form of why this, why someone could be like that. So there's not really uh, uh, a bad side. I like I like playing with gray. Um, so there's not there's not, and it's a war. So in war, I don't really believe if there's people dying on both sides, both sides are bad. <laughs> you know. So that's just that's. Uh, I I think that once you lay that out and you give people their own kind of decide for yourself then you're, you're kind of out of the seat of saying, oh, this person's bad, this person's good. So right. um, that's that's kind of the, the, the seat I took. Like, here, you, you decide, like, with mm-hmm. what you have. How do you decide as the, as, the, as the creator of the story, this is where 
the story is going to end for book one and then it's going to pick up in book two and stuff like that? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so there's a, a, a night that was very impactful for the rest of the story of four, five, and six. So for these first books before five, five and six are about that night. So uh, I'm there's a main character for the most part you'll find out um, that the arc is following for books one, two, and three. And, it, and he has a pretty, it's a pretty, like the arc is kind of completed um, by the third book. Cause mm. I wanted to make sure that that impact that's felt through four, five, and six is really hits. So it was good to follow that character through one, two, and three. I think I'm giving away too much. You're sneaky. You're giving away too much. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, as you're talking about as a book, does it kind of follow geographically? The storyline follows the river and then four, five, six. Is that is that end? So it's basically book one and book two. Um, yeah. So it follows. Uh, so we're following a, a main tribe now um, because I want to give the tribes enough time. I don't want them to become plot points. They're just like, oh, there's that, you know, magical elephant over there. Um, right. I want to give tribes so you can actually, you know, feel where they're coming from with their with their direction. Cause this is really about everybody wanting this kingdom um, or this status and how the different ways people go about getting to it. Um, so I'm following a main uh, tribe for the beginning of the book. And then the tribe that they're, they're trying to get to or the kingdom they're trying to get to is takes over the story kind of from there. Watch out for wormholes, because a good book is a wormhole, whether it's paper or pixels. Explore our artist books and chat books, including the winning 2022 Chattaqua Janus Prize Lecture at JanusPointPress.com. And sign up for news of our upcoming sci-fi, sensual, and literary collection, Event Horizon. This short story collection on cosmic decisions and their impact is written by award-winning author Stephanie Nina Pizzarillos and features comics, prose, photography, and original canvas work by an array of exciting artists. Visit JanicePointPress.com. How were you able to write this? Did you write it as a comic script first or did you write it as a long prose and and how did you how did you do that and my second part to that question is how did how were you able to find the artists for that because oh, you man. mentioned before you went live your artist is amazing yeah he did a great job um i actually had written a i have a i have a one note full of stories um but i had written uh a, a short uh I, i've been writing stuff for, since i was a kid like eight nine uh, my sister's in film. My other sister works for Essence, so she writes. I come from like a, a writing family for the most part, and um, I would always want to write stuff to try and impress my older sisters. So <laughs> I'd be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" She's like, "Yeah, this is great. I just don't have two hundred fifty million for you to make it." So <laughs> that's what you'd always say to me. So um, I wrote a smaller story, really intimate, called "Father a Fatherhood Tale." Uh, that's about a father that's having trouble connecting with his daughter. Um, and, okay. and she loved it. She's like, wow, this is great. Like, this is actually, we can do it. Let's shoot this. I'm like, what What do you mean, shoot? Let's shoot. She's like, yeah, let's shoot this. I'll come to Orlando, we'll shoot it. So we actually shot that. And while we're shooting it, we met up with some people for executive production. And uh, they're like, oh, wow, this is a good script. Um, do you, are you working on anything else? 
I was like, well, I have this African kingdom story. It might cost a little bit of money to make the like, yeah, something like that. You probably want to have a following that have you considered a book, a light novel. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I could probably try a novel. Um, I wouldn't mind trying that out. And then I was in the process of it. And I was like, man, my descriptions are so long. <laughs> and I was like, I'm describing things for pages and pages. Um, Cause I want people to not overlook uh, certain aspects of the culture that you haven't right. experienced. It's so hard to describe some things to people for the first time. So I feel like I could get away with that with a graphic novel. I feel like I can get into the fabrics. I can show you some things, uh, uh, some things that would have taken a lot longer to describe. And you would be more at the mercy of the imagination of me and the artist rather than us being at the mercy of, you know, whoever the reader is. Um, right. That's why we did. That's why I went for a graphic novel. I think it was a good move. And then the artist, uh, I went online, um, I made a post, I got some concept art done from an artist I really liked. He couldn't commit to the long-term goal of a full book. He said he was working on his own book. I'm like, ah, we're going to do this together. Come on. Um, <laughs> but he's like, no, we're going to my own book and all that. So I kept looking and Clovis actually messages me. He's like, hey, I saw some of the concept art. I would love to work on this, that uh, Brazil, we have a lot of big, you know, a big African population. And my my parents are Yoruba priests. I'm like, what? Really? So <laughs> I understood that I wouldn't have to take so much time describing things as much just from that. Um, and I, I just gave him, okay, try this test page. And it was phenomenal. It was, I was blown away. Um, and it was just, yeah, you're, you're the guy. And then uh, wow. same with the colorists. Uh, put up, put. Um, I actually saw the colorist work. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Can you do like a more uh, silky kind of coloring style? He's like, oh, yeah, I could try that. And he colored in, and I was. He actually elevated the work even higher, and I was like, wow. And that was it. I'm like, you guys are mine for the next year. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. So uh, yeah, we just kept knocking out pages. Um, even for book two, we just kept going. We didn't stop. So, so, so when is, so when's book two going to be available? Uh, it's going to be available next year. I'm going to, wow, okay. I, was, I finished book one this year, uh, April, went to a few cons, um, and, uh, did with what I want with it. Seeing like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, do I want to do traditional publishing? Stuff like that. They all want you to sign off on movie stuff. I'm like, can we just do the right. book without, without, can we just do the book without the movie stuff? I don't want to give up any rights or anything like that so i'll do book two right. next year yeah okay all right yeah. especially um, and, and so we don't want to wait too long for like right uh, it's not like an issue one or anything which is good uh something you know meaty words that you can sit on and you can go back and read that's really what i wanted to go for and and so once that once that project is over is there because you know we we're talking before before we went on the air is that you had there's Africa is made up of 54 countries and it's so different. Is there, do you feel as though now that, you know, with the success of O Kingdom Come, that there's a, there's a sense of, of, of wanting to kind of like promote the history of other parts of, of Africa where like in West Africa and North Africa, well, I agree. Southern Africa and things like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like, uh, there's another studio, I think you've had him on here, very good friend of mine, Peter, 
what he's yeah. doing at, at Pettis Studios. Incredible. Um, he had a book called Allowed You. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I love this book. I, love I have book. it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I love that book. Um, I always tell him how much it's important to me. And we kind of just like, he saw my, uh, my Kickstarter for my last book. He's like, dude, what is this? He's like, uh, uh, what, what, what was the, he loved a line from the video. He was like, God, like man fears God and God fears, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so he loved that line. And since then we've always kept chatting, but I love a lot of you. So stuff like that, really unique um, concepts that aren't done. Um, that haven't really been done. I think th- that will help us stick out way more. Uh, I feel like we're trying to follow a model that's already been in place. And it might be a little tighter for us to get in there. But these stories that are not really being done, I mean, Sword and Sorcery, that's a whole other job. Most of my book sales are from novel readers. So um, it's a whole other group out there of people that are, that can be introduced to, to um, this kind of storytelling. So Allowed You, um, I love what he's doing. Um, uh, there's a guy that does the Comic-Con and Ibadan. He has a book coming out. So like really uh, a lot of the books that, have like a just different perspective, a different point of view, a different, those are the ones I really like clatch onto. So I think there's definitely room for all those books to explode. Right. Exactly. Cause if you, you know, comic books is a, is a medium, not a genre and, you know, being able to like hold on to this, Oh, kingdom come is as you follow the Nile river. um, What other aspects that you learn, you know, geographically speaking that you hope, that will translate well into into a, a graphic novel format. Oh man, that's a really good question. There's so much, there's so much stuff. Uh, my wife, my wife, <laughs> my we, we met in high school. She talks about um, how like the elders always believe that there's like a world in every. There's like a world in the tree. There's a world under the water there's a world like that there that there's a belief of that like stuff like that like there's whole worlds of um of stuff to explore there one big thing that i was really intrigued about in my research even not even the pyramids i love that i don't know if it's every year but there is a set time period where the nile overflows it overflows into um into all the vegetation and it's like a renewal and then it like it goes back I, I love the spirituality behind that. I love that concept that it like it overflows. It kind of washes away your your whole your your year or whatever, and then you get to start again. I love that that idea of being a new. Um, and it's it's so symbolic and it really really fits. Uh, I, I explored a bit in the book, but it really really fits um, a lot of stuff in the region and just storytelling wise. There's like so much that you can talk about even between there, even the, the walls of Benny uh, there's, I mean, untouched, untouched potential of stuff uh, to talk about the entire region across all of it. The most intriguing thing I found out was that the Nile ran through all those other countries that, that aren't really mentioned. I'm like, Kenya doesn't talk about the Nile. Like it's, it's right there <laughs> and they don't talk about it at all. So, I really want to touch on those other cultures. Like this must have meant something at some time. This, this, you know, this massive waterway that, like you said, run from south north. Um, right. That must have really meant. That must have really had a, a powerful impact on on trade, even outside of the spiritual, on trade, right. on um, just the strategic location. So that's something that I just wanted to play with the entire time. 
was there anything part in the script or some of your ideas that you had that didn't make the cut because it just didn't fit in the story, but you kind of wished it did. Cause it's a really good piece. Of, um, there was an original and yeah, there was an original beginning I had with, uh, with between the conflict that I'm going to keep for later. Uh, cause I like, I, I'm a more of a, you know, they always say like, what's the biggest thing for a writer? It's restraint. For me, it's restraint. I don't want right. to, cause I want to get to this next thing, but I don't want to just drown you in all this. I want you to actually take it with you. So, uh, so yeah, there was restraint. I'm like, ah, it just, it just doesn't work here. And, and you just got to step, you got to step aside outside of yourself and be like, it just doesn't work here. All right. <laughs> Put it somewhere else. So, um, yeah, I do that. I do that quite a bit and I, and I'm not shy to do that. I, I want the best product. So, um, right. I got to step out of myself, read. I'm like, just, it just, no, just can't fit here. We got to put it somewhere else. Just can't do it. Just can't do it, Barney. <laughs> you say like six books total is going to be, and you're going to be doing them once. Basically you're trying to get them produced once a year. Yeah. I think uh, once a year is once a year would be pretty easy turnout. Um, book two is already almost done coloring. Um, the lettering is the fun part. And then, um, uh, yeah, once a year is probably pretty easy to meet. And that's one big thing that, uh, when I always try to get feedback from other consumers, other creators is them trying to keep up with production. Um, cause like right. an issue 24 pages every year, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Uh, especially for, so, so long story format is what I, I'm like, I always try and tell them like, are you open to maybe doing a long story format it's, it's it's a little more expensive but it kind of pays off in the long run because people can go back to your book i always like hearing how people right. i've read this three four times um so uh that lets people go back to your book a lot more than um consuming the the shorter the shorter format quicker so basically how how big how big is the book then book um book one's 132 pages 132 mm-hmm Wow. Okay. And it is, I had to say it twice to make sure I heard you right. 132 pages. Yes. It's it's like, so, so I took advantage of that. Um, there's probably three splash pages of double page art in there. Um, there's quotes in there, um, from, from other literary experts. Uh, I did a, I did a homage to Renoko Rashidi. He passed away, um, before the book could be done. Um, I did a shout out at the end. So, um, it's an experience. So like, right. you're not going to be reading every page, but I wanted you to be able to experience every page. You got to take every page in. So you're trying to, so you're putting out, you want to do two books, uh, a book a year. So you're still talking about putting a, sending out a 132 page book every year. Absolutely. Yeah. And it'll be done in six years then, you know, so it's six years. If you're doing For a all book six a year. Books? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd say so even, but even the third, so I would say the third book is my Avengers end game. Uh, okay. you're not going to want to rush into book four after the third right. book. So, um, right. it's a completion of an arc. So will I jump in and do four immediately? I don't know. Maybe uh, it, it depends. Um, yeah. but a uh, one, two and three will come out concurrently. Okay. Because that six years is a is a good chunk of time. So yeah, six years is that's a long time. Because <laughs> even about four, it, five, yeah. and six, I've written out the outline for the most part. Um, right. But uh, you know, I, I still gotta you know do it per panel. I still gotta you know I, I haven't broken it down four, five, and six in there. One, two, and right. three is plenty 
for me to for to to sit on um for you know a year or two before we jump into right. four. Just depending on response or what's going to happen with it. Um, uh, one, two, and three is, is plenty of work. Right. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's plenty of <laughs> yeah. work. Go yeah. back. Go and, back and, and read and it again. It, <laughs> and you're doing that through like a through through a crowdfunding campaign as well for book two. Uh, book, book one I did through crowdfunding. Um, with the people I've been talking to, we'll see if I do that with book two. But I do want to do a complete uh, complete completion of book one this this year. I'm gonna do like a last crowdfunding with a hardcover. Um, right. for this year. So that one's gonna be pretty special. Right. Yeah. Um. And- and so, so tell me, D, if, if people want to learn more about O Kingdom Come, or if people want to learn more about you, where's the best place they could go to? I'm a, I'm locked in O Kingdom Come, so it's O Kingdom Come everywhere. <laughs> okay. When I'm working on something else, I give a different uh, <laughs> title, but right now it's O Kingdom Come. So O Kingdom Come, Twitter or X, awful name, uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's all O Kingdom Come for on everything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, yes, D, sir. this has been great. I'm really excited about the book. Really excited Thank that book so two is already on the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was really a lot of work, and uh, I'm glad it's been well received so far. Right, and you're gonna have to come back on when you when book two is out. Book two, absolutely, man. I might I might be Clovis. Maybe Clovis wants to wants to chime in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be great to have you both on. That'd be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 317 episodes. How? How? Just how? <laughs> how? Well, I was going to say the same thing. 132 page book. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not, yeah. not the same. Not yeah. comparable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, oh. D. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.